if God is not sovereign, God is not God. When I was teaching seminary, I was responsible to teach a course on the theology of the Westminster Confession of Faith. The Westminster Confession of Faith is a 17th century theological document that was the confessional foundation for historic Presbyterianism. And we had come to the place in the confession where I was going to have to teach chapter 3 the following week, and chapter 3 is entitled, On the Eternal Decrees of God. Now, among Presbyterians, they know exactly what that means. They said, uh-oh, now we're going to talk about predestination. And you get a bunch of seminary students together, and there's nothing they enjoy better than to chew over questions about predestination into endless discussions into the night. They love it, and they love to debate that topic. So I said, I said, next Tuesday night, we're going to take up chapter three of the confession. I have to understand that this particular class was open to the public. And so uh, people who were not enrolled as seminary students were allowed to come in and audit the class or drop by to visit a particular lecture. So every one of my students, you know, who had a friend who didn't believe in predestination, they went out and cornered them and grabbed them by the throat and said, you've got to come here, our professor, and he's going to play paladin, have gun, will travel. He's going to teach us all about predestination. So we had about 250 students assembled, I guess, that night in the class. And I started the class by reading the opening lines of chapter 3 of the Westminster Confession. I don't have them down verbatim, but I can give you basically what it says there. It starts off by saying something like this, that God has, or does, from all eternity, immutably and sovereignly ordain whatsoever comes to pass. Comma. Let me say it again. God does sovereignly, immutably, ordain whatsoever comes to pass, comma. I stopped right there at the comma, and I said, now here's this statement. It says that from all eternity, God does freely and sovereignly and immutably ordain every single thing that comes to pass. How many of you believe that? I mean, this is a Presbyterian seminary, and 200 hands went up in the air proudly wearing the badge of their conviction of the sovereignty. Go, well, we believe that. 50 hands didn't go up. I said, okay, how many of you don't believe it? I said, it's okay, nobody's taking down names, and you're not going to get any trouble. We're not going to have a heresy trial here, or get out the matches, burn you at the stake. I said, let's be honest, how many of you don't believe that? About 50 guys raised their hand. We don't believe that. I said, okay. Let me ask another question. How many of you would candidly describe yourselves as atheists? Again, no persecution going to be taking place here. How many of you would call yourself atheists? Nobody put up their hand. And I immediately went into my Lieutenant Colombo routine, you know. It's just one thing I don't understand here. You know? And I said, I don't understand why those of you who did say that you did not believe in this statement didn't raise your hand when I asked you if you were atheists. 
Well, I mean, there was a hue and cry. I mean, ready, I was ready to be lynched. I said, what are you talking about? Just because we don't believe that God freely and immutably ordains whatsoever comes to pass, you're calling us atheists? I said, that's exactly what I'm calling you. I said, if you don't believe that God ordains everything that comes to pass, bottom line, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. I said, you have to understand that this passage here in the confession that God ordains everything that comes to pass, there's not anything in that statement that is uniquely Presbyterian. There's not even anything in there that's uniquely Christian. That statement doesn't divide Presbyterians from Methodists or Lutherans or Anglicans, and it doesn't distinguish between Presbyterians and Islamic religion or Judaism religion. It's a distinction between theism and atheism. It's a statement simply, a declaration of the absolute sovereignty of God. And what I tried to get these young people to see was this, very simply, that if God is not sovereign, God is not God. If there is one maverick molecule in the universe, one molecule running loose outside the scope of God's sovereign ordination, then, ladies and gentlemen, there is not the slightest confidence that you can have that any promise that God has ever made about the future will come to pass. Thanks for listening to Ultimately with R.C. Sproul. To hear more trusted teaching from Dr. Sproul and other gifted teachers, check out Renewing Your Mind, another podcast from Ligonier Ministries. A new episode is available seven days a week. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.